If you waste your time a talking to the people who don't listen to the things that you are saying, who do you think's going to hear? And if I should die explaining how the things that they complain about are things they could be changing, who do you think's going to care? I was born a lonely poet and I'm bound to die the same, but I've got to feed the hunger in my soul. And if I never hold a nickel, then I'll never die of shame, because I don't believe that no one wants to know. <laughs> Anna, well done. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Oh, I love that guests can open up the show that way. It's amazing. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Welcome. I'm very excited to be here. Welcome. We're going to have an interesting conversation, and, and I know about you because of your poetry and your social media. I wouldn't even call them rants. I would call them truth. Well, I would too. <laughs> I'm I sorry, like to but deliver it's on truths, truth. plenty of truths, right? So uh, you have a platform, you've spoken up, and, and you've shared what we really see in construction, commercial side of things. Absolutely. You've got a lot of experience in the industry, so we're going to have an interesting conversation. Um, let me do a quick shout out. I got to do uh, aluminum. Right? Yeah, it's aluminum products there. Uh, I'm wearing his hoodie. I always got to look sometimes, right? Uh, so a quick shout out for him. And then I've got Anna Rossiter. Yes. Rossiter, so sheet metal, local 285, HVAC installer, uh, 22 years. And then website is answerswithanna.com. And the email is this is Anna zero yes at gmail.com and then on instagram it's answers with anna yes and tiktok's my big platform and it's yeah. also answers with same anna with there. answers with anna as well right so that's where i met you i found you through tiktok there and uh i'm getting older and i'm trying to spend less time on social because it's consuming sometimes I feel that big time uh, but you've got a message that you got to share that's really important and and i guess we we started talking because of uh you sharing the truths on a particular job site and uh, there was no lie. There was no, no embellishing. There was no, uh, you weren't making up anything. Nope. It, it was what you saw. And unfortunately, this is what the industry has become. Has it always been this way, Anna? Like for 22 years? No. no. It's just steadily gotten worse? Absolutely. I mean, to a degree, there's always been a little bit of this and a little bit of that. But the straight out cutting, I mean, there's not a rule left. There is no... I mean, they talk about building code. That doesn't exist where I work. <laughs> it's just good enough, right? Nope. They don't even do even do they get it good enough? No, nope. absolutely not. Not from where I stand. Not from where I stand. To be honest, it's 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 criminal. It's criminal because the end user is the just, one who's going to suffer was just for all about, of this. Do you feel for that homeowner? My stomach hurts so bad at work that I have been debating stopping what I do for quite some time now because it, it sucks my soul out. You can't be a part of it. I really can't. I really can. And so many of my fellow tradespeople, I mean, I see the defeat in their eyes on a daily basis as we are forced to do things that go against what we as good tradesmen want to do. But there's no, there's no way to push back against this stuff, right? Is it, is it monetary? Oh, a thousand percent. So it's, that's the driving force coming from the upper management, just telling them you've got X amount of time, X amount of dollars, get it done. Yep. Get it done to the point where it will be okay. Most homeowners won't even know that it's not okay. Yeah. And then let it be a property maintenance management problem later on. Which is a complete fallacy too. <sighs> Toronto has some of the highest maintenance fees in the entire world. And to do what? <sighs> to band-aid on top of band-aid well, on top of band-aid. Right on. I call the building industry in Ontario lipstick on a pig. 
It's a shame. It is a. Cr- it, it was never always that way. No, it was it never. Was al- there was a lot of pride. There was a lot of passion. There was a lot of interest in Absolutely. actually building what you care for. You can drive by a building, a home. You could drive by something that was erected, and all of a sudden go. I had a hand in that. Absolutely. Now you can't do that. Four generations of contractors. Uh, My grandfather, great-grandfather, grandfather, and father were all Masons. Wow. Uh, And originals, like immigrants off off the boat, they built the city, you know? And my grandfather kept brilliant records, years and years of journals, and he passed Mm. them along to his family. And reading about how he felt about building Ontario back then, I mean, to bring a tear to your eye, he's so full of pride. And now, what kind of expressions was he sharing? Was he? Well, you know, it was interesting because he actually took on uh, the Italian uh, Union in really? the bricklayers back in world the day. back in the day, uh, and won wow. uh, because he was a good man too. And he just said, "You know, why do you want me to pay for something that I already have? That doesn't make sense." So explain it to me in a way that I can understand. And the guy kind of said, "No, I, I can't." So they shook hands, parted friends, went about their business. Um, but you know, his records show the the price of nails compared to the price of wood compared to the price of gas to get to the job site, like yeah. the cool stuff from a yeah. long time ago. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then of course those houses are still standing. Let's not lose sight of that fact. Right. When my friends say, what should I do in terms of buying a new home? I'm like, oh my goodness, at least 30 years ago, don't pick don't even anything, touch nothing new. There's no point unless you personally knew every tradesperson that walked in that door, because there are lots of good tradespeople. You know what's the fastest growing segment in Toronto, particularly in Toronto? No. Pre-con. <laughs> the I, know, I know it's just like you, you, it collapses you because when I look at um, the marketing packages attached to pre-con, it's very slick, oh, yes. very beautiful, particular brands attached to it, luxurious, certain words, but that's not what we're seeing oh, on the my site. goodness, no. What are we seeing on the site? They should really market that. <laughs> well, hence the poem. Yes. Right? And hence the complete fallout in my life from the poem, because those were the shots in the pictures that they don't want anybody to see. But it goes back to your grandfather, where it's like, we should be proud to show, like, especially in today's digital age, yeah. we should be proud to show the work that's being done by tradespeople. 100%. If we can't be proud and show the work, then guess what? Maybe there's something wrong with the work. Absolutely. And if you want proof to point to that, then what happened to the homeowner walkthrough? That doesn't exist anymore? Hell no. They got rid of that? Oh my goodness, you are not allowed to set foot inside a house that is on its way up. Certainly not in condos. I haven't been in residential housing in 10 years. Well, quite some time ago, actually. I can't say specifically because I don't remember, but we were discussing it recently and I was like, hey, when was the last time you noticed anybody coming through on a homeowner walkthrough? I did not know that. And that was a point of pride for a particular builder, yeah, right? Of they sold a lot of homes on that homeowner walkthrough promise, and that that's gone. And there's a reason why it's gone. Well, because there'd be way too. There's not enough post-it notes being created. Hell no. To actually take care of all the deficiencies. And the problems are so bad now that even a layman can see them. And you know you're in trouble then, right? You don't even need to be trade specific to see the problems anymore. You're just a, a layman off the street. And you can see the problems that, I mean, I'll give you some interesting examples. Both of my neighbors where I live in Oakville have okay. recently sold their homes okay. to, to talk about code and how there isn't one anymore. Both of those houses have their furnace in their garage. How did that meet <laughs> code? Well, it doesn't, my friend. 
This is my point. That would exactly. be a, that would need to be a heated conditioned space for a furnace mm-hmm. to be in. Not only to mention vapor barrier, all the, the it's a combustible. Ugh, it <laughs> How do you connect a purging gas appliance to a carbon monoxide delivering vehicle? Well, you're most certainly not supposed to do it without very specific conditions. Wow, right? I want to look into that and find out how did that get approved. Just it's it's literally well, it's scary. And it's scarier for me because I live beside both of these people. And again, they didn't know. So my question, it goes way further than just the, the building industry, honestly. How did the real estate agent not say anything? How did the home inspector not say anything? How did the appraiser from the bank not say anything? I mean, I had to pass through a lot of chains of people who were okay with looking the other way to let these people pay all that money for something that is completely not allowed. Do they not have a grocery list that they have to check off as they go through to assess these things I for mean, approvals? You would assume so, but I, I don't know how to answer that anymore. All of the things that I thought I understood to be true about building don't exist anymore. When did you first smell it? <sighs> like you being in the business more than two decades... Is it recent? It or? is. It is more recent than not. So I would say, I mean, sure, you watch the corners getting cut and whatnot. But I think in the last five or six years, when the really big builders started racing, right? When, when the sheer volume became more, improfit, or more important than the quality of the product, the wheels fell off everything then. And that's the shitstorm that we're sitting in now. I want to give you a letter and two numbers, and I'm sure that you're probably well aware of it, B... B23. <laughs> that was the gist of my poem. I know. Right? You and I and a lot of people in this industry feel that that's going to destroy us. It, will, it is going to cause Ontario to crumble literally around us as we stand. And the and politicians watch. that were behind it will be long and gone and will have made their money. And make it forever. Right? <sighs> It'll be an ongoing thing, a legacy play, if you will. Right? That's how I see this long game playing out. But people don't seem to realize the very negative impact of this, of this problem within. And it's not going to be, it'll be in our lifetime. It'll be in 10 years. We literally take bets on how long the buildings we build will take to become slums. That's how severe this problem is. And the problem, and it's at every level, right? So inspectors, there's no good inspectors. If you're a good inspector, you're fired. So if you speak up too much, Forget if you it, see too gone. much. Especially in this city, right? You're, it's just, but everybody has accountability. So what is it? The higher you go, the less you see? My opinion of the subject is the builders have enough money and enough pull in the right places that if they don't like the answer they get, they go above that person's head till they get the answer they want. But that's not construction. That's not that's construction. Not how it's you, corruption. Uh, that's a very good point. <laughs> and I think we need to make some t-shirts that way and start selling them. I think so too. Uh, because it's very, very true. And it, the problem is that we are the majority. This is what I understand. Tradespeople way outnumber the politicians and these executives that are making these bad decisions, Absolutely. these poor decisions. But yet we're not, are we too scared? Well, I think fear is a huge part of it. And I mean, even on the site where I just was yeah. with my poem and everything, my fellow people freaked out. They're like, oh my gosh, are you trying to get us all canned? And I'm like, this is not how that works. Eh, turns out I was wrong. <laughs> but that is not supposed to be how that works. And that's a story for another day. But I mean, uh, the money is so big 
that people like us can't comprehend. There's this too is, much at risk here. Yeah, and we just, it's so far over our reality that I think most people just, you know, kind of put their head in the sand and be like, what am I going to do about it? So they just come in, blinders on, and get whatever they can get done for the day and then go home and not care in the world that... Well, and the problem is too, because even if you have super good tradesmen, <clears throat> excuse me, we work beside so many people who don't care, right? Seem it's very become. difficult to go to work and care more about the job than the guy signing your check. It takes the wind out of your sails real fast, right? So you become a product of the environment. Or you leave, right? So, I mean, for, for us and, and a lot of the people that I work with, you go to work every day, you do your the very best with what... The materials you're given, the time you're given, you do the best you can. But then there's a whole other group of people who, in my opinion, are paid to cut as many corners uh, without getting caught as they possibly can. And it's sneaky shit. But it affects the homeowner. But we keep forgetting the, the end user here. Well, and that's the whole thing. People spend their whole life saving to buy a house. It's the biggest purchase in anybody's life. And we live in a country where our government refuses to protect the sanctity of home ownership. And in my opinion, that is a freaking big problem. I mean, who the they, fuck do you people think you actually they are? You can't, though. That's, see, this, it's ironic that they're ignoring the end user when they're building it, but they primarily make the end user the focus when they market it. Wow. Marketing is the big, nasty monster machine that drives the world, right? The minute you've got a handle on that, though, you get to step outside. And now you're looking from back here and you make smarter decisions when you realize that literally everything that comes out of the marketing machine is a lie. It's just a lie. It's not that it's just going to, you're totally, I mean, in a magical world, in a magical land, in a distant galaxy, whatever, if you were running things, Anna, <laughs> what would you change? Well, you know what? A couple simple things right out of the gate. Something as simple as order of operations. Okay. Stop friggin' putting drywall in a building that isn't watertight. Yes, scoundrels. Now, I have watched with my own eyes. Flooding, ridiculous flooding. And they don't pull down the drywall. They put a big old fan and another coat of paint. Well, now that's a, problem. That's a health issue now. It now is. you're, now you're Paper, literally the scum mold. of the earth. Yes. Now you're not just a crook. Now you're literally screwing with people's health. You're, it's a health issue now. Major. This, the building that I'm in, right, or just, I'm not in it anymore because I don't work there anymore, but the building <laughs> I was in last week. Sorry to laugh. Yeah, well, that's hilarious. I'm with you. Yeah. Like, we can laugh about it for sure. It's, uh, it's what's meant to be will be, right? Um, but they needed me to be quiet, and that's just not in my nature, so that's a hard pass. Anyway, <laughs> this building, suddenly, it is no longer necessary to fire separate a structural wall inside of a suite in a condo building. What world <laughs> did that happen? I, I, when is this all happening? I don't understand. I don't understand either. And I literally asked every person of importance on that site that I could ask. Because this shit pisses me off. I'm like, how the fuck are you getting away so with are this? You creating, they're creating a recipe for a, a major disaster. You're going to start seeing towers like in London where they had fire because of code wasn't met on certain structures that the way they were built. So now you're cutting all these corners and all of a sudden there's going to be something devastating yes, where people is. will lose lives yes, will. because of these corners. And then what do you do? You, then you change, you revamp yeah. the whole code at that time? Well, we never got rid of the code. You guys were just ignoring the code. Exactly. They stretch it as, as far. And then you, there's, a, there's a language barrier issue here too, right? You got a lot of people playing with the rules whose English is not their first language. Yeah. And they can be fooled. They can be tricked. Then they sign off. It's not their fault. 
right? They're literally being used for the fact that they don't have a thorough handle on the verbiage. So legally, are you taking the top, going to take advantage of the bottom if something negative happens? It certainly seems like that to me. I'll take it a step farther. I'll say that all this extra, extra safety training we all go through now, there's a point and a purpose behind that too, and it sure as hell isn't to keep us safe. It is so we are so educated and versed in safety that when we get hurt, the WSIB could look back on us and say, oh, no, we don't have to pay you because we taught you not to do that. Don't so it's on you. WSIB, <laughs> I would love to get them on the show. Oh, good luck with I that. I don't think I could fit the entire team inside the studio. You can't even call it a team because one hand doesn't talk to the other. Nobody discusses no. anything. They're as, they're as useless as the government. God and bless I, the good people <laughs> who try to work there. But I mean, their own hands are tied. I've been, I've walked. Now, in fairness, my husband had a super duper time with the WSIB. They helped him big time. No bullshit. No nothing. My experience was not the same. So I think but it's, it's hit changed. And miss. It's changed dramatically for the worse. Absolutely. I would say in the last 10 to Absolutely. 15 years. And I know people who genuinely got hurt on the job site who did not get a dime from WSIP well, because they found a loophole. Fight. They're not supposed to fight. There is insurance for the workers. And How the, are you pushing back on workspun safety? It's literally in your name. And when there's a <laughs> surplus in the billions, you got to question an organization. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, again, this is a snowball thing that trickles in. It's got octopus it's tentacles money, that go way money, further money, than we think. Money, huh? I got a girlfriend right now who lives in a... A house here in Oakville, 10 years old, built by a big builder. And at the time, they installed a fancy schmancy uh, hot water tank and heat pump in one unit. Okay. okay. That when we all looked at it, we were like, well, that's a terrible fucking idea. Oh, no, it's good technology. It's going to save us all this money. And we were like, but what about the homeowner when it leaks? Because it's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. when. We can tell by looking at it. So my friends had the, the repairmen in and out, in and out. And finally, last week, they said to her, listen, lady, we can't fix this. It's a piece of shit. What you need to do is rip it out and reinstall a proper old-fashioned hot water tank. But it's going to cost you another 50 bucks a month. So now tell me that's not collusion. Tell me somewhere in there that that didn't set that shit up on purpose. Because I have a hard time believing that they did not. They did it on purpose. Well, yeah. You put a product in, you knew it would fail in 10 years. And you, got the, and you got the people in your pocket who are going to replace it. So is that what they're doing right now? Is That's that, a guess. I mean, I have no idea. No, no, no. Idea, I mean, in general, like when they're building, they're building homes to fall apart. So then <laughs> you have to renovate them. Absolutely. And keep feeding the machine that's going on. That is my opinion. So 1, why bother building it properly? Because you're going to be a part of the machine that's going to help repair. There's no such thing as a century home anymore. Not if it's built. Not if it's built recently. In, no. in, in, in Ontario, it's not. <laughs> and if you let you know, and then the government wants to intervene with that too, right? They want if it's a heritage house that should not be touched in certain parts of its character, and yet, you know, somebody who's got no stake in the game gets to decide which parts stay up, which parts come down, which parts look best for the neighbors. You know, there's no there's no integrity to anything. You're, you're in the Oakville area? Or I am, yeah. Has anybody started doing laneway homes in Oakville here? <laughs> not yet, but I'm sure that's not it's far coming. off. It has to be it coming, is. right? The way they're eating the land of the north of Dundas, they're going to run out soon. Yeah. I taught my kids to dirt bike in those fields. And now there's 10,000 people living there. So why is day. there so much corruption in Ontario? Well, I, I got to say it probably starts at the top. It's They're, they're easy pickings. <laughs> 
That's all it is, huh? Honestly, if you can roll the first guy and he's got the power to push everybody underneath him, then you already won before you. Ford just got reelected because nobody was paying attention. How I don't that's that's a mind boggling thing to me. I truly And then his backhanded deals with the developers and the green belt and the whole bill. Do people truly not see the big picture on this they, shit? They don't. They're looking at it like, okay, great. Then there's going to be more homes now for all these immigrants that are coming in. Wow. And so that's just another fallacy, right? I heard somebody uh, call it the other day. They said, we're in the banana stage of building. And I said, banana stage? What does uh, that mean? I said, build absolutely nothing anywhere near anything. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that great? Someone came up with that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was actually a politician. Don't quote me because I don't remember. We're in the banana stage. Yeah. Isn't that succinct, though? I just was like, it's funny and scary. Yeah. But the thing, too, is so a perfect example. So they talk about all this affordable housing. Well, we all know that's just an absolute load of crap. Crap. Doesn't exist. Brand new building right on Dundas in Oakville here. And, you know, they built it as fast as they can because they need all this housing because nobody has any place to live. It's empty. It's empty. It's empty because it's been bought up by people with more money than the regular people. And they want to double the price in rent. So that they can fill their pockets further. So what started out as, it was never affordable. I mean, they started at $700,000 for a condo. You can't call that affordable housing in any language. But even at that rate, they got scooped up by people who could afford it. And now the rent is so high that regular people cannot live there. So the building sits empty. Toronto's condo market is 600 square feet for a million dollars. Unbelievable. That's the medium. But again, if people are willing to keep putting up their money for this shit, then it is not going to change. They're just feeding a need like like rats in a cage, people crawling over each other for, for the address. I don't understand it for the life of me, but it's, I mean, it's like writing on the wall. It, okay. Are they using inferior products? A thousand percent. The duct in the building that I just worked in is under gauge, it's straight up sheet metal that's not even been broken. How noisy is it? <sighs> Insanely noisy? It is going to sound, well, so here's a super example. So my husband just finished a building. Okay. So one of the big problems, and again, it, it's, it's, you can't just point the finger at one thing because it's, it's an industry-wide and it, it affects every level. But one thing a lot of people fail to recognize is all these, the engineers and the architects that a lot of these builders use First of all, they're not Canadian. They, okay. they don't even live here. These drawings are drawn in India by a person who has never stood on the real estate they've drawn. Why are they doing that? Just cost. Cheaper. Cheap. Right? Which, again, we could go down 100 roads here, well, but we talk it, about, oh, get the education in Canada, we'll give you a good job. Bullshit. Is there not certification that you're required Canadian side? Well, it would appear no. So, on I'm top of the fact shocked. that they don't live here, okay. they all think that they are next level genius. So with every new building they draw, they literally attempt to reinvent the wheel. So in my husband's last building, they decided to hang the heat pumps from the ceiling above the bed in the master bedroom. Tell me that's not a problem <laughs> Well, about to happen. It's, well, it's already a problem, right? So first they couldn't even get occupancy in the building because the people tried to move in and the heat pump turned on and it sounded like a jet engine in their bedroom taken off. Right? So first it was a noise thing. So, and and understand too, they had to manipulate the heat pump because it's not meant to hang, it's meant to sit, to to stand up. So when they hung it, they didn't hang it the right way. So now they had to cut a panel off another side 
and reconfigure the guts, which is an accident. Way Void in and the it's warranty. illegal. Totally, you can't do that. <laughs> right? But they did it anyway. So they put it up. So now they have to try and somehow figure out how to condense all this sound that's just insane. So they thought they'd just throw a baffle on it, right? They had six inches from the bottom of the heat pump to the to the drywall of the You can't. Ceiling. It's impossible. So, oh, it's just insane. So they, they, whatever they did to fix it. But now the problem is the condensation. They didn't take into effect that it's a heat pump full of water. So where are they draining it to? Well, they forgot that part. So it's just leaking out of the ceiling. Oh. <laughs> Right over the bed? <laughs> right over the bed. And then we, back to the end user, someone who spent a million bucks on 600 square feet, the their po- first property. It's, it's really, really criminal. I had a lot of the feedback on that poem. A lot of them were homeowners. I had a couple of people who were like, I've been in my house 12 days. I have to move out because my basement's underwater. I've been in my house 23 days. I have to move out because my ceiling is leaking. Where's Terry on here? Where is oh. whatever? Like, where, where, where are all these... I've never heard a success story from Tarion. No, I've neither have I. Ever. I'm not so, a fan of them to begin no, with. No, I think it's more just corruption. They're yeah. just they're just in the same pile of snakes <laughs> as the builders, right? They're all just scratching each other's backs and stamping on the people. Um, but they are so overwhelmed, even if they were legit. They're 100 years from fixing all the problems that they have on their doorstep. Am I wrong to say, Anna, that when you get the homeowners and they come through these problems, they don't point the fingers at the builders or the politicians. They point the fingers at us tradespeople. Of course they do. Because we're there at that moment explaining to them that this was incorrectly done, but Absolutely. yet we're the bad person. 100%. Because we're the little people, right? The fact that anyone trusts governmental figures in this country truly Can't. shocks the piss out of me. I just, They open their mouth, you can be assured it's a lie. That's what I know about politicians in Canada. And yet they have... They're a bunch of sock puppets. And people just listen. Every day, listen, 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 and take what they say as gospel. And I mean, if you keep that up, well, this is what you're getting. So sorry, I asked you in a magical land far, far away, you would start with the order. What else would you do? So order of operations would make a big a big thing. Okay. One of the biggest problems on the job site, other than the fact that they start working far before there's actually a watertight shell to do good work in, and it's a problem that is from the day I started in high rise, I've been pushing back on this because I don't understand. And that is that the unskilled trades on the job drive the job. Really? Stud guys and drywallers drive every job. Which, of course, makes so not until abs- absolutely no sense. Till, well, there's an order. No, there is not. No, and no, I mean, in problem. construction, yeah. there's an order. But nobody cares. Trying to find an affordable estimating software for your contracting business, it can be difficult to produce accurate estimates with Excel and unaffordable to switch to legacy estimating software. Patabit Quantify Estimating Software offers electrical and mechanical contractors the answer. Built for electricians, plumbers, building automation groups, and fire protection companies in the residential, commercial, and industrial markets. Make your jobs predictable and profitable with Patabit Quantify. Go to www.patabit.com to book a software demo or sign up for a two-week free trial today. Because all they care about is getting to the point of occupancy, so then all of a sudden they get the homeowner there, so then all of a sudden the deposits transfer into mortgage payments. You got it. That's it. So then Not only that, track. but there's even more corruption inside of that. So these guys run as fast as they can with a first set of drawings. Everybody knows the first set of drawings never makes it past the first month, right? It's a new shell, and it's, a, it's an engineer architect from someplace and else. And problems come, drawings need to be altered as you run into things that don't work. But it's the trades work. people that figure out the problems right then and there exactly. when they should have been figured out on the paper. So we're paid literally to do the engineering, the architectural, the mechanical, 
and every other part. Holy crap. But then we got to try and fit, right? So just imagine that you're building a condo and you got a nice empty square. But the first person that goes through is the stud guy. So he puts up walls and ceilings before there is plumbing, before there is heating, before there is electrical. Roughed in at all. So now we got to try and install our stuff through the ceiling, through the walls. You can't even open a ladder. Nobody can do good work because they did, there's no space. Like when I say they draw a, a picture and have never stood in the building, I mean that quite sincerely. Like the things, and it's basic math. You know, it's, it's basic math. They got a 20-inch bulkhead, but I got 24 inches of pipe plus insulation. But you push on it and they're like, well, squish it. And I'm like, well, then you don't have the airflow you're asking. Like you, I can't, I won't do that. So why can't we take the builder to accountability land or take the realtor realtor to accountability land? Great question. Why, why can't we do that? I don't know. We have know. no rights as homeowners? Well, we, of course we do. And so I think that maybe it's placed conversations like this, yeah. right, that are, that are going to, I mean, I got a bit of a fire burning under my butt now to try and make some change on this because it's just ridiculous that they continue to get away with it. And then you speak up and you lose your job. Right? Because, oh my God, don't tell the truth. We don't allow that here. Right? Who wants to live in a country like that? I most certainly do not. What are we talking about money wise here? I'm trying to figure out on a single building, let's say it's a building, are we talking they're saving millions of dollars to oh, cut these corners? Absolutely. So if you just tens of millions? Sure. So think about think about pouring concrete. If you're supposed to pour eight inches and you only pour six. Oh, man. That's tens of millions of dollars in a building. I recently found out about the square footage bullshit. How they're actually building smaller than what's being drawn or sold. Yeah. To Literally save that everything. extra four inches of concrete. Yeah. It's, it's truly just, you can't trust anything or anyone. And I mean, how are regular people supposed to move forward in an industry that you, there is no one left to trust? So how does it get away with, okay, so isn't there accountability with the engineer? Because if you've got a slab that has to be 12, but it's poor, it's, so it's drawn 12, it's quoted 12, it's poured eight or whatever it is, it's poured less. Yeah. So you save the concrete there. But how is that structurally sound It's now? not. So, so concrete isn't even as bad as what they're doing with core slab. So core slab now is... 80% hollow. Yeah. So you can run all your mechanicals. Well, no, that's what? got nothing to do with it. There's no mechanical. It's in just, the hollows it's of strictly the concrete. That's it is savings of concrete. Yeah, period. So period. they're putting more foam into the concrete. Instead it's, of there's nothing goes in there. It's hollow. It just stays that way. So the, the slab, when you look into a core slab, it is cylinders of hollow surrounded by concrete. But you think it's solid concrete because it's the floor of the building, except it is not. So that's how you're getting movement. So not only that, so I watched this just happen in the building I was in. So then you got the stud guys come in and they smack up their hangers for their ceiling. The ram sets okay? or whatever, yeah. Well, I can pull on it and pull it out. No, you can't. Because they're hitting the hollow. Right? Are they're not using a deep enough pin. Well, they're cheating. Well, it's, it's not heavy. So by code, they don't have to use a heavier pin or anything, right? They're using the right materials, except technically they should have a drawing showing them where the hangers are going to get smacked into that That's ceiling. That's the engineer and architect's responsibility. That doesn't exist. So now, if I can walk by and go like this and pull the hanger, 
If 50% of the hangers fail, the ceiling's falling. If uh, a lazy sheet metal guy comes along and decides to lay his ductwork on the track of the ceiling, and 25% of the hangers fail, the ceiling is falling. And it's not even the guy who put the ceiling up. It's not his fault either. He, he is dealing with inferior building justice, and then it just trickles the shift hose down here, as we all know. But it is, it's catastrophic failure stuff. So they're getting rid of fire requirements. Are they also getting rid of sound requirements too? I don't know. I, I don't run into that so much. It's not really my purview. Yeah. But the life safety shit, that really pisses me off. Yeah. Like they don't, another thing they've gotten away with now that they don't do anymore is there's no longer a, a pressurized relief in a staircase. <sighs> so what does that mean? To a layman, that means your grandma can't open the door at the bottom of the stairs if it's the building is on fire. It's, it's literally sealed. Of course. And she is not going to have the strength to open the door. That's the point of the relief. That simply doesn't exist. It's gone. It's just not there. But that's basic engineering building. It is life safety. Yeah, that's basic. So now, so it was one thing when they were cutting the corners in the suites and, and fucking over the homeowners on an individual level. That's one thing. Yeah. But to start cutting the corners on the life safety aspects of a building. That's a fire trap. How do they get away with this shit? Are they just doing it? I guess it's like the auto industry back in the day that they wouldn't recall unless they had so many deaths. So they're not going to do any changes to building and construction in Ontario until we get something devastating. Or, well, so I mean, I hope that that does not happen. We don't want it to happen ever. Uh, probably. And I think, again, the reason for it is they, everybody who's got any integrity has been silenced, paid off, intimidated to the point that they have no options left. Or fired. And this is where we're at. If you speak up the truth, they're going to push you aside because they cannot stand your message getting out to the people. So are they going to build these homes that they said they're going to build, have them all ready by the, in 10 years? They're well, going to hit that milestone? They probably will. Actually, but they'll all be slums. Like they you will said. be complete pieces of shit. So they'll all fall apart. Just look at this whole wetland thing, the whole green belts. People, again, you're not understanding the big picture there. It's not a, even about preserving. You can't build in a swamp. You can't build in a floodplain. What's required to actually make it sound is far expensive than actually building elsewhere. Precisely. So why are we going there? We're going there because certain builders bought that land. Of course. And they want to build there. And then maybe one or two out of those thousands of homes that are built there might fall or might collapse, yeah. might sink, might, 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 might. We don't know. And well, the thing is we do know, right? There's, there's one, a, an entire subdivision in Oakville, uh, 10,000 houses. I would say 75% of them have cracked foundations. I'm we're not, not saying, talking about we're not talking about dry concrete crack. We're nope. talking about structural crack. Correct. And I'm and they, so they're, I'm not saying it's a leaking problem. They're parged nicely on the outside. The structural. waterproofing is done well. It's a structural issue. Stretching the coat as thinly as they can. There is no reason that concrete should crack on a foundation. No. And it's not fucking acceptable. There isn't enough stress on it for a two-story structure nope. to make it fail. No. Nope. There, there has to be something done for it to be made fail. So years ago when I worked in residential, it was 28 days from foundation yeah, to drywall. That's what we're all, yeah. Right? I can't, I, that's probably 15 days now. Disgusting. <laughs> right? That's probably 15 days now. And I was around in the days when they tried to do the prefab 
wooden houses when they brought in the whole house on a yeah, friggin' flatbed yeah. trailer that lasted for five minutes yeah that didn't work no. as well because none of it works they're just trying that was again that was just trying to make more money to put in their pockets by eliminating people doing it robotically all that sort of thing the bottom line is building is personal it's a it's a it's a relationship between the tradesmen and the structure that they're pouring their knowledge their sweat and their love into frankly most of us care very much about what we do for a living. So it's, it's, it sucks to watch people walking out of the industry by the droves, right? By the droves. Like leaving for good? Yeah. Yeah. Because their stomachs, their consciences cannot take what is, what is going on. they go on. home to their families and they think, what if I'm that family? Right. It's truly awful. Why can't we pink slip all these idiots? Wow. So I'll tell you another story because this, this happened last week. And so this was the oh, busy the week for you. Secondary <laughs> reason, right. That got me turfed off the job site. So I was walking down the, the hallway on the second floor of the job site last week. And all of a sudden a piece of concrete came flying out of the suite and hit me in the leg because some cowboy was chipping on the third floor, making his holes bigger. So he's got his chipping gun and his hammer and he's smashing concrete. He's got no caution tape, no watch person. I'm walking by, delivering material, poof, out of the suite, right in the, right in the leg. So there happened to be a couple of white hats in front of me when it happened. Okay. So I said, did you all see that? Like, you do recognize this is completely fucking unacceptable shit, right? Did they acknowledge that they saw it? Uh, well, I kept walking. I didn't stick around. Okay. Uh, but I can tell you what happened. So the next day, I come into work, and I get asked by... The foreman of the guy who was chipping and my own foreman take me into a room. They're like, yeah, we want to talk about the incident from Friday. And I said, incident? Did we have an incident? I didn't know there was an incident. <laughs> and they said, oh, yeah, well, you know, uh, you should have come to us instead of going to the builder. You got us in a lot of shit. And I said, well, so what you're saying is that I should have stayed silent, walked past someone who could fix the problem, Leaving the problem abandoned for the next guy who comes along to go and find you so it was less inconvenient? Oh, that's not what we said. And I'm like, that's exactly what you fucking said. That's exactly what So said. where are we? That afternoon, there was a visible safety rep. Or no, the next morning, this, that was Monday. The next morning, Tuesday morning, there was a visible safety rep on site for the first time since I started in October. I never had a safety orientation until the day of my poem. <laughs> <laughs> Where are all these people when they're supposed? This is their job. Literally, this is what they're supposed yeah. to be doing. Yeah, so and they where, just where they are just they? They just didn't bother to have one. Are they having steak dinners or something like that? What's going on? I here? don't know. I'm going to blame the super on this one because it's his job to staff the job properly, right? With all the all the people and trades necessary to do the job. And I mean, I complained about it more than once. And so somebody said to me, I'm like, did you have a safety orientation on this job site? Somebody said, oh, there's a QR code. You're supposed to scan it and do it yourself. That's what they, they've gotten to that point where it's like that now. <laughs> That's what I was told. So the drawings in this building were that. And I just laughed. I said, I will not put me a drawing, a properly orientated drawing, which I did not get, taped to the window like, like proper. I said, I am not scanning anything and i am most certainly not looking at drawings on my telephone no that's a pain in the ass and it's you can't work properly that way you no. can't see big picture i gotta shuffle two. No. it's it's absurd so they keep standing in the way of us doing a good job standing in the way of us doing a good job 
it's honestly, it's, it's, it's a catastrophic thing. And I, I love to talk about it because we need to. We can't keep pushing this but stuff under the rug. How are you going to change it, Anna? How are you going to, like, <laughs> other than pink slipping all these idiots to get oh. out of it and start, scratch, like, yeah. brand I'm new? I'm not sure. So maybe we can, you know, start a foundation. Because I, I do believe, I, and I always have, that there are more of us than there are There of are. And if we can make an enough noise, perhaps people will have to take us seriously. So like I was saying, the fallout or the uh, interaction from the poem was 50-50 split with unsatisfied homeowners who have been fucked by the builder and the tradespeople who understand exactly what I'm saying and don't want to be part of this stuff anymore. Yeah. So, you know, if I could have that kind of traction overnight from a single poem, well, if, if, we, if, we, make a, if we gave them a place to speak. Right? And then if we interviewed yeah. one a day, brought in a homeowner and said, well, tell me your experience with your builder. And then brought in the tradespeople like you're doing and said, tell me the experience that you're having. Then the voice starts to get heard. Right? And then there's going to be a lot of them because it's a, and this is the thing, you bring people together on a common problem. You get people riled up on a common problem and they get vocal. I mean, I know we've kind of just been all through that sort of thing, but slightly different reason, which I think gives people a little more maybe a little more balls to handle it because it was tough to take sides in the last one without, you know, all the fallout. This is personal without being frightening, right? It's not divisive. Everybody has a home, right? So perhaps there's a movement to be made there. What's, can I ask what the union's doing? Hmm. Well, I guess I were, I guess we'll see next week. (laughs) Because I haven't been in yet. But I mean, the union is supposed to have your back, right? They're not supposed to have, the entity no certainly not they're supposed to have the tradesperson's back so i i like my union and i've been very fortunate to be part of a good union um in all honesty the the management of my or the president the leadership of my union has changed and i'm not as familiar with the new set as i was with the old the old set so my relationship was with the the old guard so to speak um so i can't really speak to what's going on there now um because there are issues. And I say to a lot of the people I work with, I'm like, you know, you realize you're going to work us right out of a union. And they're like, what does that mean? And I'm like, well, the union is to represent the best of the best in the industry. Mm-hmm. If that's not what we're putting up, then what is the point of the union? There and isn't. people will recognize that sooner than later. And it's not just ours, it's all of them, right? But again, the corruption is so fierce. The money is so big. The block layers on my site, Take a wild guess what the block layers on my site were getting paid. $49 an hour. Are you serious? Dead serious. And they literally just went and picked them up off the street. Push this wheelbarrow, slap. Like, I mean, no, not, I come from a family of stonemasons. I'm not yeah. dishing on, on block layers here at all. They're very valuable. They build the structure. Without them, there is no building. Yeah. But $49 an hour. I mean, skilled tradespeople, not all of them make that much money. So when so now you have a skilled tradesperson who did five years of school, nine thousand hours apprenticeship, and he turns around and sees that. Well, now there's a mindset thing going on too. Why should I do a good job? Nobody cares. I'm not appreciated. I'm not getting the money. That guy can do it. He's unskilled. Didn't have to go to school. Makes more than me. And that's so who a brokered that deal. I could more corruption. Yeah, of course, right? So they want it done quick, right? So if I say, well, I, I'm busy. I can't help you. Well, how much do I have to pay you to make you unbusy? Hmm. Right? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at some point if it's, well, how much is it going to take to shut you up? Right? <laughs> That's basically where it's getting to. <laughs> well, it kind of is, and it should not be that way. So I look at Toronto, 
And there's a shitload of towers that have yeah. gone up, continue to go up, yeah. and continue. Like right now, around Yorkdale, they're building, what is it, 21 towers or something like that? Closer to home port credit. 28 towers they're putting along the lake in port credit. 28 towers and 2,500 that's, townhouses. Really, that's been approved? That's yeah. Oh, yeah, it's already started. Holy cow. 28 towers and 2,500 townhouses, I was told. So I get, don't quote me. Just to get that whole Lakeview bullshit and sell all that back to the marketing crowd? Now graph? think about all the people who live on the other side who have looked at the lake their whole lives in those century Now it's homes. all gone. It, well, it will now, all be gone. Now they're going to stare at a jungle of concrete. But are these towers that are all going up, the ones that I guess, because we could probably start with City Place downtown right off Spadina, right in the Garner there, are they all falling apart right now? <laughs> that was a good 20 years ago, yeah. 25, that they started that. I mean... They probably are, because look where they're built. You can't erect this kind of a city on top of empty lake beds and think nothing bad is going to happen. Yeah. You don't move the water. You don't move the sewage. You, it's like they don't understand the concept of building in the first place. Like, <laughs> are we trying to implode our cities right at our feet? I mean, it's insane. What has Oakville done to improve the infrastructure with, with the thousands of people that now live north of Dundas? They haven't done anything. They haven't done a goddamn thing. Nothing at all. So we just literally add 100,000 people to the town in the last year so and a half. So they don't care about prepping a foundation. Obviously not. Which I think basic 101 construction is starts with the foundation. If you don't prepare your, your site, how can you build on that? Exactly. But it costs X amount to prepare the site, so we can't prepare the site that way. That's Absolutely. their mentality? Absolutely. Is the idea is that these people that are making these decisions... They're taking the wad of money and they're not going to be around anyway when this starts to fall apart. Absolutely. So then we made all the money. So everyone is just in it for themselves. Get the wad of money and get out. And I keep going back to the tradesperson and the end user, the homeowner. They're left hanging out to dry. I mean, I'm sure there are good builders, individual private builders who build good homes. Of course there are. Yeah. And there are all kinds of excellent tradespeople who are dying to do good work. But these big players, the ones who are running the show, Right, and we all know who they are. Yeah, some of them used to be good builders. I've built good buildings for some of these builders, but I haven't worked for them lately, so I can't speak. I can only speak to who's who I'm working with now. What is it, Anna? You think that they sat down with the bean counters and said, "Listen, if we cut this many corners, we will profit seven figures, eight figures, nine figures." Okay, so it could go. It could be that conversation, or it could be as simple as the people above you saying, "I need this much money, more money at the end of this building. Figure out the fuck how I can get it." That's that. That makes more sense to me. To be thoroughly honest with you, that's what I see from every one of these conversations. Like, so again, you know what? Maybe another really good idea to start solving this problem is providing some education for homeowners. Right, people come into a, a condo yeah, and they see a. Where do they get their education? Well, from? maybe from us. Maybe we got to start helping. No, they don't listen to us. Well, maybe they if they don't want to get ripped off, they will. The professional. I mean, we're the bad person when well, it comes in to try to fix it. So maybe we got to find a way to flip the script on that. You know, maybe got to come at it from a different way and say, "Let me be the hero, not the villain." But they're let's push back against the ones that are forcing us to do the things that are hurting you. They're buying into the marketing. Well, I've seen these recent marketing packages, and I'm like, "Oh, these are oh, they're slick, beautiful Photoshop images. I love it. They're very slick, wonderful. There's no way in hell that unit's going to look like that. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you. I please walk, invite me. I want to walk through. Exactly right. It's pretty drawing. I want to look at the picture. I want to look at the walkthrough. I was like, "Am I being catfish? Yeah, 
Precisely, right? <laughs> Precisely. I said to somebody the other day, they were saying, oh, it's not as bad as you say, or blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, let me put it to you like this. I said, if you bought brand new $85,000 pickup truck and you found out that the driver's side door had been kicked in and is packed with six pounds of Bondo under the paint, what would you feel about yeah, that? I would have oh my that. God, I would have a fifth. Oh, that can't be. I just paid 85000 Like, well, what if I told you that behind every piece of drywall in your house was six pounds of fucking Bondo in construction speak? Oh, well, what the hell? And I'm like, well, this is the point I'm trying to make. Just because you can't put it into your frame of reference doesn't mean it isn't a legitimate thing to be saying. Right? The unfortunate thing is that's exactly what's happening. Well, it is. The reason there's no homeowner walkthrough is if they saw what was behind the drywall, they would never accept it as a home. The building I just left, I mean, to, to right down to brass tacks, the copper pipe on the heat pump is completely patinaed in a building that isn't even got people living in it yet. It doesn't even have drywall fucking How hanging in it yet. How is that possible? That's the amount of water that is in the building because the building is not watertight before everybody comes to do the work. So all they care about is just getting the material in there and then getting the tradesperson to make the material work for yeah. the situation. And they truly don't care. Like they will send a stud guys through the, through the site before their heat pumps are even stood. So now how is a plumber supposed to properly, because right, they all attach all the they way up can't. the building. They can't. Nobody can do the proper work. The building I just left, they got a heat pump <laughs> that's sitting against the structural steel wall the, the outlet is. Like where the the the, um, the cover would go, the service the service entrance to the unit to the unit. The actual opening bay that requires <laughs> a minimum twenty four inches in front of it, or something is against like. the structural steel wall. How did all the way up, right? Three, three or four floors before anybody fucking noticed. The installer putting it in just did not. Care. They might have been following the drawings. The drawings are corrupt as hell, and this is another thing. You go in, you follow the drawing, and then you find out, oh, you were supposed to hold the drawing upside down and backwards. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. It's literally ridiculous. And every day is the same. So this is basically just a recipe for, dis like, there's going to be deaths. Yes, there is. Well, there are already deaths to the tradespeople, and this is another big freaking problem. That's right? massive. People are dying all over the place, and they cover it up. They don't talk about it. When I brought up the, uh, the people who had died in London from the, from the building collapsing, none of my fellow tradespeople had even heard that story, and it just happened at the beginning of January. They just, like, nothing? They didn't want anybody... Did you hear about it? No. <laughs> there you go. So the media is not touching it. And this was London, Ontario, and it was the second one in six months. How many died? I think two died in two hospitals. And the, f the floor they were pouring collapsed and went rained down and took out the corner all the way down. So if you, if you were in London and you looked at the building, the whole corner of the entire building was simply missing. And it didn't even make the papers in Toronto. How is that possible? It's, it's right? The sinkholes on Lakeshore. How do you think that happens? It happens because... I don't want to get myself in shit here or anything, but I mean, <laughs> that ship has sailed. <laughs> but I mean, if you have a company who's going to do a subpar job in the first place, and then the thing they built falls apart, but you hire the same company to do the repairs? Of course where's not. Where's the fucking logic there? You well, that's, that's the road system in Ontario, right? Yeah. We all know that. That's a different animal. And all the same thing, though. It's everything is just, if, it's, if the government's got a finger in it, 
in my opinion. All the LRT, all kinds of shit. We have the worst subway system, the gardener, all kinds of crap. The mess in the East End like this. And there's nothing that's being done to fix. And none of it was necessary. No. It was all preventable. None of this needed to happen. Again, I think it, it goes back to straight up greed. The people in charge at the time saw dollar signs and promises of grandeur. Right, so they shake the right hands and they kiss the right butts. But the tradespeople are not making this coin. So we just had to vote on a on a new contract. I was furious at what my my fellow people settled on. I'm like, are you kidding? How the hell can you think that's okay? In comparison, right? If we're gonna if because that's how you have to do things, yeah. right? If a house costs this much ten years ago and it costs this much now, then our wage has to be in comparison close to. So how can anyone think that we're doing quality building if we're not even paying the people who are supposed to be doing the quality work their fair share in the first place? Because that money's being given to the top. Right into the pockets of the people who started the corruption. So the money's there. The money's coming in, but it's not going to the tradespeople. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, I agree with you that we probably have to start a movement to start getting homeowners to start siding with us. To start speaking up. Well, I, I mean, and you know, it's tough. It's, and somebody said to me, well, it's easy to talk about it, hard to fix. You're right. It is. I wouldn't have the slightest idea where well, to start. Well, you begin by talking. Well, yes, you do. And staying, what's that quote? All it takes for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. Yep. Well, I'm never going to be the one who does nothing. Yeah. I'm never going to be quiet about, you know. And, and Everything you did with that poem was right. There was not a single thing that was wrong about that poem. Well, and I wasn't pointing fingers at the builder or at the company no. I worked for. It was straight no. up at the government and at building in Ontario. So I, well, I know why everybody's knickers got in a knot because the super got spanked because his job site, that was his job site. And it looked that way. Shouldn't have looked that way. Your bosses saw You're it. You got in trouble. That's your job. That's your scope. Yeah. That's your pay. It's your whole job. It's so your whole gig. guess what? You're not doing your job. And you got spanked. So why can't we actually do that to our politicians? Go back and go, listen, by the way, you're not doing your job. Get out. So this is the kind of poems that I try to write because I, I don't like it. And I think somebody has to start these conversations or nothing is ever going to change. Right. And talking's not enough. I know that too. And I don't know what the next step will be. I just know that being silent is not for me. So if I see it, well, I, I'm going to talk about be, it. But is Toronto the worst in Canada? You would say? I would say absolutely, simply because it's the most corrupt, because there's the most people here, the most money here. There's the most money right? here. That's right. Like, yeah. what is it? Something like 80% of the population lives right in this area here? Which, again, that's on you. <laughs> I mean, go, go out. We have lots of, lots of land in Ontario. Yeah, there's a huge right? why, do, land. why does everybody keep wanting to live right here? I mean, I know why. It's because of the whole banana thing. Right, they <laughs> they won't. I can't look at a banana the same I, way right? now. I know, me neither. I, every time I do, I laugh. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> it's very very succinct analogy. I, I right? just got to be a way that we can hold these individuals accountable. Like, just literally point a finger at them and go, listen, stop it, man. You well, can't continue doing this shit. What I said the other day, uh, <laughs> and again, I'm gonna get myself in shit, but uh, <laughs> that's ship you know, It seems like you put your name on a hospital, and all of a sudden, poof. You don't got to follow no more rules, right? Is that really how it works? It certainly looks like it to me. So we can all Photoshop tradespeople's names on a right? bunch of hospitals, Poof. right? One of the, I was talking about the, new, the houses that live beside me, and uh, the, one of the guys who bought is a developer, successful developer, been in, in Oakville for many, many years. 
So he was chatting with my husband the other day and he said, oh, I'm going to tear it down. I'm going to put up 5,000 square foot house. And my husband said, oh, you're not going to fit 5,000 square feet on, on that footprint. He said, no, 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 I'm going to do what you guys did, push out a little bit towards the creek. And my husband said, well, you're not, you can't do that. So we were, that, that ship has sailed. We were the last people who got in on that clause. You're, you're not, you're, you can't get a permit for that. It's not going to happen. He smiled at my husband and said, I know people, it's going to happen. So now what I'm talking about is 15 meters top, 15 meters back from the edge of a structural bank okay. when you're building on a hill towards water. Okay. okay. Now that's important for many reasons. <laughs> okay. But if you have enough money to just build on the hill, what do they think is going to happen to the creek? It's going to affect it. Well, of course it is. And across the creek from me, they've already done it on that on that street. Now it's going to come over and happen on my street. We put our house up for sale. We were thinking about selling last year, but we wouldn't sell because they were all builders. And we have such a beautiful spot to raise a family. And we were just like, no, you're not tearing this beautiful place down. Because that's exactly what they'll do. They'll tear it down and then they'll pay somebody to get that extra. And it's just, it's not right. And it contributes to the problem. And I know everybody wants their peace and not everybody's willing to walk away from it. And that's perfectly okay. I get it. Why do we have to build so big with such small families? Well, I don't understand that at all. Is it is it the, the social look at me thing? It's got to be. I that. mean, who fucking cares? I just It's got to be that. I don't understand the the allure of We were told that we couldn't, but then we did and we have. I mean, even if you don't if it's complete strangers but you want to impress who? People who don't know you? I I, I it doesn't make the slightest bit of sense to me whatsoever, but it seems to be the way everything is going. Let me ask you, Anna, um, a few little positive things. Are there any buildings in and around Toronto that you actually like, that you have some fondness for, that you know that were built correctly? Actually, the, the tribute, that, well, not all of them, but the, <laughs> the third tribute tower in Oakville is an excellent building. Yeah. Uh, the first two are not, but the third one is. So they got it right the third time. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, and that's the thing, right? And a lot has to do with a super. If you have a a super who has integrity, and I've worked for some very good supers, and a good super makes a good building because they won't put up with the cowboying, they won't put up with the bullshit. Sure, they get their ball their ball squeezed a bit here and there, I'm sure. But the good supers run; they make good buildings. So the problem is, there's no good supers left because they've all been converted or pushed out, or they've retired. Right. So now, I mean, for an example, uh, uh, and they're and they're free to admit it because these engineers and architects can't get jobs. They are going into the building. So now you're getting an assistant super. Who is at a degree in engineering. But is working for the wage of an assistant super and is being completely raped of all of his knowledge and skill for 30 bucks an hour because he can't get a job as an engineer. Because it's all being outsourced. Because it's all being outsourced. Right. What are those rates like? Like a (sighs) fraction of what it is here? It must. It has to be for this to be so far gone. As we were saying earlier, I mean, in Canada, we we talk about get a great education here. Go into all this debt because we will give you great jobs. Well, that, my friends, is a lie. (laughs) You will go into all the debt, but you ain't getting the good job. Good job. No, no. Because you cost too much. And they're going to... They're going to bring in the people who will do it for less. And as long as that particular loop keeps playing out, it's only going to get worse. So we got a lot of problems with peace working in the buildings. Rampant problem. It's the only way that they can keep their money. Well, in honesty, it's, it's, it doesn't make any sense. 
they would make far more money if they just did it with hourly people because they got cowboys running through on piecework. But they do a terrible job. So now the hourly guys have to come behind fix. and fix everything. Fix everything. Then another crew comes through and does the finishing. You know, it's gone. It's, it, there's no integrity left. Now, don't get me wrong. I have done piecework for years. My whole career, I was a piecework. When we did piecework in buildings, we did it with the permission of the union because the company said, well, you have to do it. So we went to the union and said, well, well I don't know what to do. This is what they're telling us. And so we walked through it with them. We made an agreement. We did it with integrity. We also guaranteed our work to drywall, which means nobody repaired our shit or came behind us or did anything else. But nobody does that anymore. Mm. So now the company's literally paying three times to do it, the job once. So they didn't save any money. You know, there's a time and a place for piecework, but it's not everywhere. And are you really a good tradesman if all you can do is that one thing? No. Right? And so... Are you adding value or are you kind of just part of the problem? Just another cog. Right? I mean, it's, and and again, it's not their fault. They're bent over. They're not allowed to work for by the hour. They're not allowed. They're like, if you want a job here, this is how you will do it or you will not work for us. So it's not on the tradesmen. They want to do the right thing. They want to do good job. We're literally strangled to keep from doing good work. It's unfortunate because you get a lot of people that get into construction, they start in high rise like that and that's what they see and that's what they get regarding the impression of construction. That's their first impression. When I started in high rise, my first crew told me that our job was called hide and seek for a thousand bucks a week. Oh, I've heard of that. I, I, I hadn't. I've I was the first that. time I heard it and I was like, oh my God, are you kidding? Yeah. But we saw it all the time. Dudes sleeping in the bathtub with the... With a cardboard pulled over top so they couldn't be seen. <laughs> Super sleek, but in the shack because they just put a 60-pounder under their belt at lunch. It's terrible. <laughs> it's just freaking terrible, man. Oh, my gosh. Now, that I don't see as much anymore. That's an older school problem. Yeah. I think we've weeded out the massive alcoholic proponent from the job site. But, boy, back in the day. <laughs> but what is worse? Don't care at all and just build it and it's going to fall apart? I'm right. not... I'm not Advocating for oh, alcoholism or anything like that. I'm not, but I'm just saying, like, what is the lesser of two evils kind of thing? And what a sad world if that is the literal state of everything the is the lesser of two evils. If that's all the choices we get, what does that say for the society that we live in? An alcoholic who works great when he's sober or someone who doesn't give a shit about anything that's being done. Nope. That's really sad that those are my options on nice, the job site. right? kind of like an election <laughs> these are my options are you shitting me sounds here? like Come the two on. tickets there that's what you're gonna be choosing well i don't know i like the brand of beer he's drinking so maybe i'll go with him yeah okay oh my lord i'm fucking sad <laughs> it's true so what are you gonna do what what are you gonna because you ain't gonna stay quiet i no. don't want you to, nobody no. wants you to stay quiet no i'm not a quiet person and so honestly i i like writing poetry it it, it fires my all my cylinders fire. And honestly, my brain just works that way. I just, I think in rhymes. I just do. I, I It's a thing. Plenty of material in construction. <sighs> plenty of material in the world, right? <laughs> honestly, plenty of material in the world. And so if I could do nothing else except write poems for the rest of my life, I'd be thrilled to death. I'm also a holistic healer. Nice. Uh, so I do work with people who are searching for help in ways that, again, our system cannot provide them. I, that's another thing. I, I don't believe in them either. 
<laughs> I'm on that train with you. Trust me. Yeah, yeah. So, and you know, and you learn from experience, like most things you, 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 you take their advice as long as it works. And then all of a sudden you realize, wow, I don't think you have my best interests at heart here at all. So you got to go down your rabbit holes to figure out your shit. But once you do, then you have, you have a way to help, right? A way to give back. So, and I like being in that particular framework too. What's because the that, word? Caring? Right. <laughs> people just want a, someone who cares care, about them. That's all it is. I yeah. care about the work I do. I care about the people around me. I care. It's not just about money. And, and it, again, I think people have been tricked into truly believing that money drives everything. And, and that's a, a lonely and empty existence where I come from. Yes, we all need to get paid. But if that's your motivation for life, you missed the boat. So what would you tell the young tradesperson getting into this business now? You know what? I would say be brave. See something, say something. Speak up. Let the union have your back. Put them to work for what they're supposed to be there for. Every time you see something that isn't right, it is your responsibility as a human being to say something, in my opinion. And if we had everyone saying something, they wouldn't get away with this shit. No, they wouldn't. But when it's only one voice on the whole job site... I'm never going to win, no, you're right? You're but, but yeah, the young people coming up, if they took, took these old timers for, right, to task on, on the ridiculousness of the stuff that they do, that, that could probably work. How should they handle themselves? Because obviously they're going to get resistance, well, right? Well, and that's the thing. There's a lot of pushback. And unfortunately, there seems to be a, a culture in the trades that you don't share your knowledge with your apprentices. And I've never heard of anything so sad because what is the point? You're going to die with that knowledge and yeah. who's going to build the next half if, if we don't teach them. It doesn't make any sense. Right? Every, everyone is supposed to teach. Uh, it's my favorite part of the job. My, and my apprentices are extremely good tradesmen who have built successful, beautiful lives at a very, very young age. And that fills me with purpose and joy. Yeah. So, and we taught our apprentices to, you know, you say no. You learn to say no. And if you are too afraid to say no, then you have someone that you know who will say no for you. So I have always been that person, right? You just, well, you say, Anna told me I'm not allowed. Let them just come rally. after me. That's all. Just Absolutely. Rally. Get more people on your side than them. That's, that's it. And that's it. It was funny. I had a, a plumber on the job site come up to me one of my first days on site. And he said, oh, I'm, he was looking very unhappy. And I'm like, what's the matter? He says, oh, I'm so furious. I'm like, why? He says, oh, these guys are cutting concrete. They don't have the water on the saw. There's no fan. It's just, I can't breathe. And I looked at him and I said, and whose job is it to fix that? And he said, well, it's mine. And I'm like, so what are you going to do about it? Mm -hmm. He says, well, I tried to talk to him and he just basically told me to fuck off. I'm like, so what's step number two? Right? And he's like, well, I guess I could go to his boss. And I'm like, you could try that. I said, or you could skip the whole food chain and go right to the head of the snake. Right? Go to the trailer. Tell the super. Oh, he's just going to tell me to fuck off and go home. And I said, oh, you could do like I do. I said, just go in with your phone and make sure it's open to the Ministry of Labor's speed dial number. Just lay it down. You ask for what you need. He says, no. Then I say, oh, well, I'm just going to give someone a call that can help me then. So the guy went in, did exactly that. Instantaneous fix to the problem. Right? Water that's on a, that's the... A, that's a good way to solve it. Well, of course it is. You got to... They, they, they work... With a culture of intimidation, why can't we push back on that? Exactly. Right? Let me ask you, is Monty doing a good job? Who? Monty McLaughlin. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to get him on the show. I don't know. It's hard to say. Tough, tough role. 
it's a tough job. Tough role. Tough role. I would love to think that the integrity is there to push for change, but <laughs> I don't. I see don't it. think it's realistic. You're, you know, the minute uh, it takes an awful lot of integrity to be in a position like that and and maintain your truth. And I, I don't know if there's anybody Talk who is about strong being enough. Being a hero and becomes a villain. <sighs> Right, and it's and it's through no fault of their own. They no. set it with the greatest of intentions, but it's a machine, and mm. it will roll you over, swallow you up, and spit you out if you don't play along. So, I think all people go in with good intentions. I think very few of these politicians in any in any sphere go in with the intent to do harm. But the coercion and the you know do what I say or you're fired. It's there. It's rampant. It, and it's and I think it's it's everywhere in every industry across the board. I don't talk to very many people who say oh, my industry doesn't work like that. <laughs> I don't I don't get that at all. It's everywhere. Right? Yeah. Are tradespeople in general and commercial high rise are they all getting along or are still stigmas attached to certain trades with other trades or no? Well, I, it's probably that's a building to building thing. I can speak for personally for me. It's of paramount importance for me okay. to get, a, get get along with my trades. I would much rather skip the builder altogether and figure this shit out with my fellow tradesmen so that we all move together in, in a and proper sisters. way as it should be yeah right as it should be and along the way you end up learning a lot of stuff yep um i'm even considering maybe doing a little consulting because i know a lot about a lot i know a lot a lot about a lot and i've been a around bunch a long of new time friends too right and maybe people need an advocate right and so you stop the homeowner walkthrough well guess what Maybe we got a new rule where the consultant brings in the homeowner back for that walkthrough. <laughs> Fuck you. Right? Who knows? <laughs> I would love for you to bring back the homeowner walkthrough. That would be a thing. And it would and it would stem the flow of shit that is that is coming They're the out ones of that are buildings. paying for this. They're the ones that are taking the responsibility of the yeah. mortgage and loans, exactly. the payments, everything. Yeah. And they're the ones that are getting the end product. And I mean there's so many things when you talked about using inferior products. One of the ones that pisses me off is the, the, the ABX they use in the plumbing. I mean, I get it, it's cheaper, again, but it's a matter of when it leaks, not if it leaks. And they've put it in every Is it really that bad? Yes, of course it is. And they've put it in every single building they've built in the last 20 years. I thought there was higher standards when it came to commercial no. applications here. Absolutely not. And who do you think's on the hook monetarily when that goes south? No, of course. It's, it's going to be the plumber right then and there at that point. Well, and then the poor homeowner, Yeah. right? Now they're in a condo building and they flood. And it floods people below. And, and then that floods damage, the people below. Damage, damage, damage. I mean, Insurance it is a shitstorm. These poor people never signed up for this stuff. You know? It's their unit. Yeah. Their responsibility <laughs> now. That's how they look at it. It's, it's, it's a joke. I don't agree with it. It's a terrible thing. Yeah. We had a, our hot water tank leaked recently. Okay. Last month. So we had to get a new one. So the guy came in to, to give us the tank. And first thing he says was, oh, my God, this should have been replaced 15 years ago. And I'm like, why? It works perfectly until yesterday. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I'm like, don't oh, oh, oh me. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so he puts in the new tank and he's trying to upsell us. I'm like, yo, my kids are gone. I don't need bigger hot water. I need less hot water. Just put the fuck what was here, please. So then he says, so he was a nice guy though, right? We had a good chat. And then, so he says, listen, I want to give you a little tip, tradesperson to tradesperson before I go. And I'm like, what's that? <laughs> he says, don't turn the temperature dial all the way up to hot on the hot water tank because it'll leak. <laughs> I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> he says, no, I'm serious, man. Don't turn it all the way to hot because it'll just leak. 
So this, this is what we're all dealing with. They literally, even the people who are installing the products know it's going to go south. But it's their job. It's not his Why fault. Why are we allowing all this bullshit in this industry? I don't we know. We should be getting better. Yes, we should. Canada should be forefront leaders. We should be, like, other countries should be looking at us and how we build. And I totally agree. they've never looked at us, probably not since the 60s or 70s, yeah. and how we built. I guess around the time, maybe the last thing would have been the CN Tower that yeah, they probably right? looked at. My grandpa worked on that. Right? Yeah. When was the last building that they actually looked at in Canada? No way. That other nations have looked at and said, you know what? They did something smart there. There's no innovation. It's it's just corruption. Can you imagine what you would bring to the table if you actually started making Canada, focusing that as your messaging instead of lining your pockets? Yeah. The amount of people that would come in and want to work in this industry? Yeah. But it's funny that you say it that way because now you throw in the whole net zero geothermal uh, bullshit so. onto everything. And that is just... That's, just another way for them to show. take you more money. That is all just yeah. a magic show. It's complete garbage. It's all garbage. Yeah. And it's just what the government... And, and that's another thing, though. The government should be having legitimate, non-lobbying mm-hmm. brand incentives. Yes, non-lobbying is key. Right? right? So that you shouldn't allow any brand to dictate what products that we must use. No, exactly. It should be products that have actually been proven by a third-party consultant... <laughs> They should be signing off yeah, on it. Absolutely. But does that even exist No, anymore? it doesn't exist right. because all they care about is building faster. Yep. And then they just buy the third-party consultant anyway, so. Well, I know more than a few <laughs> that wouldn't be bought out, but, well, but they wouldn't be let in either. Well, and that's the thing. You can't get work, right? It's almost like we need to invent a new, a new standard of construction and, and willing people hire this crew. You know what I mean? An oversight committee to oversight right? or start like you know let's build new cities somewhere the hell else out of toronto then let's let's find a piece of land let's let's build good buildings and and fat and places where people can work and why does everybody have to travel so far to come to toronto to oh, work oh i'm 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 one individual that wants to get that fuck out of here oh me too i cannot <laughs> freaking wait my husband's got six years left before retirement so we're trying to hold out till then but each day well he won't drive out of oakville to go to work anymore either okay you know it's and he was only working in port credit but, but Oakville's drive. gotten even more expensive and crazier than it has the core downtown. Yeah. Like I drive by and I see some nice homes. I see some quality homes, yeah. but I see some car crashes too. And I'm like, why is there such abuse going? I guess the abuse just follows. Yeah. It goes from Toronto yeah. and now. Absolutely. It's funny. I was listening to one of your podcast episodes talking to, uh, it was a carpenter and he was talking about how they don't get paid the same as, as the other big trades. Yeah. Right. Ben, um, Ben Chase. Yeah. Yeah, from out west. And, you know, that's a really, really good point. And I mean, I, I know why, but it's wrong. You know, like that, that's literally without without them doing a good job, what the rest of us do. <laughs> without a house it, built it by was carpenters, funny. Yeah, there's I no share, work for us. I share <laughs> that. And, and then the top three totally kind of not jump on him. But they just said that there's more value with the top three. Well, that's ridiculous. And it's like, I'm sorry, but it's not. But no. all tradespeople are equal. Yeah. They're all important. And, and I agree with you that the, that carpenter at the beginning, they're very important. Yes. So they should be getting the same dollar value. Right? And that's what you should be across. But that's government. Why aren't they telling the homeowners or builders, these are the rates? Yeah. And I don't believe that there is, uh, I mean, again, I could be I could be very wrong on this, but is there a ticket for carpentry in Ontario? Is that a certified trade? I, it yes didn't used no. to be. Yes and no, right? Depends, right? You don't need it. So, so how you can't warranty or warrant that that same pay if you have 
uh, not even a ticket to back that up. Like, I mean, I get why it's out of yeah. whack, but at the same time, I mean, can you imagine like a dream building crew, right? With like the very best carpenters, the best plumbers, the best electricians, the best roofers, the best HVAC guys. And I'm sure that exists. I'm sure there are builders who pride themselves on having the best yep. tradesmen at their disposal. Unfortunately, they are few and far between and not affordable for regular people they to have might, work on their homes. Well, see, that's because homeowners have been um, sold a bill of goods that a house costs this much. If they really knew how much of that dollar value, let's just go back to the 600 square foot million dollar condo. Yep. How much of that million dollars is going to the builder and how much is going to the tradespeople? They might wake up. Absolutely. Because a far more amount is going to the builder than it is to the tradespeople who actually boots on the ground doing the work. thousand percent. That's the problem here. That should be flipped the other way around. I asked someone last week, I said, do you know why piecework is illegal in buildings? And I said, no. Do you understand why it is illegal? They're like, well, no, I guess I don't. And I said, because the fucking builder makes more money than the tradesperson when you do it that way. And the union doesn't want to let that happen. They're trying to protect us, but you're going over their, around their backs and you think you're winning. You're not winning. You're feeding the problem. Because they'll do it for less and less and less, right? Yeah. When I did it, we made money. And we priced it so that any journeyman who came in beside us would be able to do it in the same amount. Yeah. We always did it by hours, not by time, or not by money, right? It takes this many hours to do a good job, Right. They don't do that anymore. Now it's half of half of our minimum is what these kids are working for now. And it's abusive. It's illegal. It's totally illegal. And you're not making a good product because you're asking them to go so fast to make those extra couple of bucks that they're going to cut corners now. And too. you're really taking away from the skill set of these individuals. Well, you are because they're not having the opportunity to become a good tradesperson. To they're learn. pigeonholed only into going as fast as you can over and over and over doing the same thing. They're, it's almost factory work. They're for being sakes. taught to just not care. Yeah. If they're being taught at all. At all. And that's the other thing too, right? Like our apprentices are, I had an apprentice once. I was asked to go onto a commercial site. Again, shouldn't have been on a commercial site because our union doesn't do commercial work. Whatever. <sighs> and uh, he said, there's a couple of apprentices there. I want to make sure they're being taken care of properly. So... I get there. First thing I see when I walk on the site is a cherry picker with its boom extended, and there's a ladder in the basket, and the apprentice is on the ladder. What the fuck? So I walk in, and I just lost my shit, get down, whatever. Gave the foreman just seven kinds of hell. I, like, I have Did he have a harness? No. No. Absolutely not. But he, was, but he wasn't even wearing a hard hat, for Christ's sake. Not that that would have helped him Holy crap. But I mean, a, a ladder... In the basket, basket. All, with the boom the fully, ladder, extended. fully extended. Like, give me a freaking break. So anyways, and this, was, and this was an apprentice. So I took him the rest of the day, and I'm like, listen, this is not how this works. You, you can rest assured that's not going to happen to you again. And if somebody tries to ask you to do stuff that makes, if it feels wrong, man, don't do it. Say no. You got to say no. So anyway, we're, we go into a suite that needed some touch-ups. I said, listen, they've missed a few places. You want to put some tape on these pipes? He says, sure, no problem. I'm like, awesome. So I came back 20 minutes later, and I, honest to God, there was literally just random pieces of aluminum tape on pipe. I went over to him, and I'm like, has anybody ever told you why we put tape, tape. on the pipe? And he's like, no. And I said, and what year are you? He said, I'm third-year apprentice. He's third-year oh apprentice? Gosh. 
even have. How a did clue. somebody not have a conversation with? Or because I, all they a- ever do is pick up garbage and get coffee. Wow, it's awful. It's awful. Such missed opportunities. Well, it These really are people is. People full of skill sets. Absolutely. So I love. I like. I said we enjoy apprentices, and my last apprentice, I had him roughing in a corner suite in a second week. Have at it. Figure it out. This is the job. Why wait? Ask me. Ask them. Ask exactly. anybody. Exactly. He didn't even know how to read a measuring tape. Oh, when he showed that up, is driving me when crazy. When he showed up on site, he didn't know. Right. Okay. But that's our job to but teach then them. Ask, and then right? we'll show you exactly. Exactly. And I mean, nobody is smart the first day. Oh, I remember my first day on the job site. <laughs> they said, uh, "Oh, go find me an 18-inch two by eight. I'm like, "18-inch piece of two by eight. I'm like, "Okay." And I was on a residential site. It was my very first day. And I'd worked with block. I, I wasn't a construction or a carpenter, so I didn't know much about wood. I'd swing a hammer and shit, but I didn't know much about wood. So I had my measuring tape. I went looking for a two by eight, 18 inches. Well, I could find the 18 inches, but I could not find a single piece of wood that actually measured two by eight. <laughs> so I finally went back 20 minutes later and I'm like, you guys, I just don't even understand what's wrong with this wood, but I can't find a single fucking piece that's two by eight. And they laugh and that was the whole point, right? Yeah, they did yes, it on purpose, but yes. I didn't know. I fell for it hook, line and sinker. Everybody does. But this is the fun. Like that, yes. that to me is... Like that, it shouldn't be awful to be an apprentice. But that fun's not even there these days. No, that's the thing. It's just abuse. Yeah, it's just abuse, and and that's wrong because how do you entice young people? You don't into the trade. They don't want to be a part of it. No, and they if they don't. get in, they see this crap. They yeah. want to get out. Yeah. I always wanted to go to high schools and speak on the importance—not the importance, but the the joy of a of a career in the trades. But is it a disingenuous thing to say now? I don't know. The industry has to change before you make those. Well, and that's it. I don't think I can put my my name on that topic anymore because it's not factual. It's ugly here, you know. Hope and of changes. course, they want to recruit all these women into the trades, which I'm I'm wholeheartedly in agreement for too. For but sure. you know, I'm not. I've never cared about being a woman on the job site. I've never had my own bathroom. I've I'm old school. It is what it is. I can handle it. However, there are rules. The rules are there for a reason. Yeah. And the rules are meant to be enforced. They are not <laughs> at all. You know, I remember one, one job site I was working on and uh, I was given a, a, the key to the super's bathroom. Okay. And at one point he came to my boss and said, you know, that chick, she goes to the bathroom way too much. Why does she go pee so many times a day? And I was so fucking offended. I'm like, are we having this conversation for real? You're monitoring how many times I go to the bathroom? What the fuck are we doing? Like, I mean, what, why would that conversation ever even take place? Can I just have a place to go pee? That's nobody's business. How many times I do it? Exactly. Like, what are we doing? You know, but there's, so in some respects, being a woman on the job site can go far. Because they can't tell you to go fuck yourself quite as easily as they tell the men, right? So tenderly, they have to listen when I speak yeah. as a rule. It's very true. And I can affect change that way. And I have for 20 years. Because it's important that somebody tries, right? But at the same time, there's a lot of ugly, right, to being a woman on the job site too. And now, not so much anymore. That's more of an old school thing too. There's a, the people's I think perceptions it's being are different. out, right? Yeah. Absolutely. With the younger different. trades getting up there. They're getting moved in. They're yeah. understanding. They're getting it. It's definitely a nicer culture yeah. now on a job site from a female perspective than it was 15 years ago. Yeah. You know, 
But that, again, like you said, it's, it's the perception of the people you're working with. As the younger generations come up, they don't hold those old views. That, they weren't that the people who did taught, I, they weren't taught those views right well, right and it's a different culture now yeah it's it's not the same it's not the same lessons we were taught coming up we got to wrap it up Anna. this has been a pleasure oh i got the gosh. 12 questions to ask you but is there anything else you want to share before we actually get to that oh i don't think so i think we covered a beautiful range <laughs> of topics i've had such a nice time this i've had fantastic. a blast speaking with you i'd love to have you back and talk more and oh, see beautiful. what else happens and see what else is going on i'd love to anytime i love where you're uh, driving this train well we'll see what happens i am not going to take my foot off the pedal make it I a bullet train that. and just get speeding along right? that's all you got to do you're, there's more of us than them. That's what I say it all the time. There's always going to be more yeah. of us than them. Yeah, and I think that living in fear is just an unnecessary distraction from our purpose. So let's rise up together and make some change. I do want to ask you what color tool brand you are. Well, I always used to be Makita, uh, but they stopped making okay. stopped making a nice little nice little drill. So lately, I've been Milwaukee. Hmm. Yeah. That makes sense yeah. too. It's about the battery size for me. Yeah. I, I like that nice little small battery. <laughs> sits in my tool belt. Nice. I didn't think you were yellow. Definitely no, being a sheet I'm metal. Not. Yeah, you're either going to be Makita or Milwaukee, one or the other. Yep. So, cool. Ready for the twelve questions? Sure. Uh, what is your favorite construction word? My favorite construction word. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> what is your least favorite construction word? Schedule. What turns you on in construction? Building a good building. What turns you off in construction? Everything else. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite curse word? Oh, my favorite curse word is a phrase, actually. <coughs> it's terrible. No, it's uh, not. <laughs> goat blowing sperm girling cock fuck. <laughs> 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 that's a first what is your favorite vehicle anything in the world oh a 1970 70 chevelle 454 big block do you like what they've done with this new one no i don't like what anything have you seen the new mustang what? it's a goddamn hatchback the what the actual fuck? Fuck? i don't what, what are they doing to the chevelle i don't know what are they doing i don't know it's sad it's the same as housing buy it old you know it's good oh, i just have to share that what's your least favorite vehicle Oh, we call it the horrendous, but I think it's actually called a rendezvous. Looks like it's made out of Lego. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're talking about. What construction sound or noise do you love? Coffee truck horn. What, they're going to disappear one day, no? Probably. That's well, because yeah. that's corrupt too. You, the driver's got to pay the super. So I was standing in line on coffee truck one day and the driver said to me, Hey, Ann, have you seen the super today? I got to drop some money for him. And he pulled out an envelope, and it was pretty fat. And I was, you know, genuinely curious. I said, "Why well, you got to pay the super?" Wow. He says, "I got to give him eight grand to be able to, to be on the site and sell my coffee." I was like, "Are you fucking kidding?" He's like, "No, man, and I owe him today, or I can't come back tomorrow." And that was ten years ago. Wow! So I can imagine what it costs now. <sighs> the shit, I fucking <laughs> learned. What construction sound or noise do you hate? Oh, concrete grinding or metal grinding. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt one day? Motivational speaker. You could definitely do that. What profession would you not like to do? Uh, anything in an office. Yeah. Last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at those pearly gates? Good to see you, Anna. Give heaven some hell. <laughs> 
<laughs> and an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for being on this show. Thanks very much, Manny. I, I really appreciate your time being on here. Everyone, check it out. Answerswithanna.com. This is Anna Zero at gmail.com. And on Instagram and TikTok, it's Answers with Anna. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. We man. already had Angelina. Thank you.